Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of My Beautiful Chaos with Misty Fitch of Fearfully Made Ministries. Hey, I'm going to apologize to you up front before I ever get started because we are in the height of Texas allergy season. And let me tell you, it has hit hard because my son told me last night, Mom, you sound very allergenic. <laughs> and then he said, is that even a word? Okay, no, that's not a word. But I did try to wait to record until I sounded less, quote unquote, allergenic. But please bear with me as the our pollen count is so high. The wind is blowing so hard. It sounds like our house is going to blow away. And I do have a lot of congestion. So just bear with me. Today, my heart kind of broke this week. This is not the episode that I was going to give this week. But as I watched someone who a lot of people follow, and I listened to words they were saying, my heart broke. And I just, I thought about all the scriptures where God says, you need to really be aware, be discerning of false teaching. People are going to come in my name and they're going to tell you things, but it's not a hundred percent true. And we need to be discerning. And if you remember several episodes back, I said, you need to know what you believe and why you believe what you believe and be able to find it in scripture because you can't believe it just because your mama told you to, you can't believe it just because A pastor from a stage told you, and you can't believe it just because I told you. First, we can all make mistakes. But second, the enemy has infiltrated our churches, y'all. The enemy has infiltrated our churches, and there are pastors standing up teaching wrong teaching. But it sounds great, and it brings a whole lot of numbers in. And I have never given any kind of message about this. But when I sat and watched someone who I used to learn from teach wrong teaching, I can't stand by. We have to know what scripture says. And as you all know, we just had Easter. Easter was this past weekend. Why do we celebrate Easter? People may not go to church any time of the year, but they go for Easter because they know how important this day is. For Christianity, but I think some have forgotten, and I think some new teachings are helping people to forget or just not know altogether. You see, there are some churches, I've always known them to be called seeker-sensitive, so they're churches that are reaching out to people who've never heard God, and they really focus on getting numbers, getting numbers, getting people in the seats. And so a lot of their messages tend to be about how to invite people to church. And yes, we are called to go out into all the nations and preach the word of the gospel. But you know what? We were not called to go out into the nation and preach bits and pieces of things that are kind of similar to what scripture says and leave out the hard things because the hard things might offend or might step on toes. I know this sounds similar to another message I gave, but I promise it's different because it's something that happened just this morning. You might remember me saying numerous times that I have been afraid. I've been afraid to bring those kind of messages because I don't want to offend. I don't want to step on toes. You know the thing. I say it all the time. 
But you can't discount what God did and what God says that we're supposed to speak to others just in order to bring people into a seat and say, we have this many people come into our church. And I know that you've seen lots of pastors who are doing this very thing. We might get pastors who are all about you, all about your good life, make it the good life. But you know what? God never promised us a good life. He told us there would be some difficulties. The fact that Jesus had some struggles and difficulties and people who didn't like him, who are we to think that we're not going to have that? But let me tell you what this message was really quickly, and then I'll go into what is scary about it because so many people follow this person. I watched this pastor speaking on the news, and he talks about what Easter is about. How amazing to be on a news station and you're able to tell people what Easter is about because you know what? We're supposed to go out and preach to all the nations the good news. And what is the good news? The good news is that Jesus came to earth as a human in human form and he is God's son. He came and he died on the cross and took on all of our sins. He took everything that we have done. He did not have to do that. And he died as if he committed the sins that we committed. He took our place. And the thing that makes our belief system, our God, different than any other God is that three days later, he was raised from the dead. And he lives in heaven on the right hand of God. And all we have to do is accept his gift of salvation, his gift of taking our place and taking on all those sins that we committed and that we are going to commit in the future. Just so when God sees us, he sees us blameless. That is the story of Easter. But I listened as this pastor had the chance to tell the whole world what Easter was. And his words were this. He says, this is what Easter is all about. It's telling people that God has them in his heart and on his mind, and he wants to help them in their daily lives. Y'all, my Bible does not say that that is the story of Easter. My Bible says the story of Easter is a story of resurrection because our God is the one and only God who has ever done that before. And he did it for us, and it doesn't make logical sense to us. But when we have faith and we know that the Bible is true, then we can trust that this is what Jesus did. He was the ultimate sacrifice. We no longer have to go to the altar with a sacrifice. We just go straight to God. We are told that the way to God is through Jesus. And it's the only way through God. Now, is what this person said false? Not completely. But let's talk about what the enemy does. The enemy likes to hand us truth with a twist. He likes to give us half-truths, partial truths. Or he turns a statement into a question which makes you wonder, is this really what God said? Is this really what God's about? And when you have a pastor who people are looking up to and following... Sometimes they don't even go and check it out in scripture. And so when a pastor is telling them that the story of Easter is all about saying that God has you on his mind and in his heart and wants to give you a better life, you're going to believe it. But that's not true. 
That's no different than the serpent going to Eve and saying, did God really say you would die? Surely you won't die. Then he goes on to say, the reason God gave you this command, this instruction, is because it makes you be equal to God. So look, he's trying to get you, he was trying to get Eve to do the same thing he did, because that's why he fell from heaven, right? That's why Lucifer fell from grace. Because he wanted to be equal to God or more powerful than God. And what does that do? That, that hits you in your pride. So he starts going to your pride and tries to make it all about you. When you start hearing scriptures, when you start hearing people preaching about you. And now, yes, God came for us. But when all of the preaching is about you and how God makes your life better, that's a red flag right there. Because that is not scriptural. God came to make our eternity better. God came to share eternity for us, not to make our lives better. And that is such a lie from the enemy because what happens when you're being preached to about how your life is going to be better? And then, and good grief that that's the story of Easter. When you're being preached to that that's what is truth and biblical, what happens? You start going to church. You start following God. And life has some bumps in it. Then what? Now you don't trust God anymore. You don't trust church anymore. Because you were told that God is here to give you a better life. Or to help you with your daily life. So if the purpose of Easter was for God to help you with your daily life. Then what happens when you feel like you are helpless in your daily life? Because there are times you will feel helpless. Does that mean... It was all a lie. No, it means you were taught wrong. Because God has told us that we're going to have times of suffering. God never promised us a perfect life. But you know what? You can go through those bumps and imperfection of life and still have peace and joy when you know the true reason for Easter. And the true reason for Easter is that Jesus came to cover all of those things because you can't always do right. It doesn't mean that you can just dismiss it and say, oh, well, God's going to forgive it, so I'm going to go do all the wrong things. I don't want to go into that message right now, but but there is a misconception that that's what that means. That's not what that means. Because once you align your heart with God's, your wants and desires align with His, but you still mess up. When you're given wrong preaching and wrong teaching, it's going to lead you away from God. At some point, you will turn from God because you don't truly know God. You know a teacher who taught you incorrectly. It hurts my heart to know that there are people standing there leading hundreds or thousands of people and not even telling you biblical truth. Instead, they're doing what the serpent did to Eve and giving you partial truth with a twist. So here's where the partial truth comes in, y'all. When that teacher said that God, now he never mentioned Jesus, but he said God wants to help you in your daily life. This is where the partial truth comes in because in John chapter 16, and I'm going to skip through a couple of verses, but this is before his crucifixion. And he's talking about why it's important for his crucifixion, why it's important for him to go away. Verse 7 says, But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the Counselor, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, 
will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. And go down to verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. So we've got some partial truths about Easter being that he's helping through their daily lives. But really, the Holy Spirit is absolutely sent here to guide us in our daily life. You know that voice you hear in your head that says, don't do it. Don't comment on that post. That's the Holy Spirit, y'all. The Holy Spirit would have never come had Jesus not died and then risen from the grave. Don't tell me a partial story, teacher. Don't give me half truths because the serpent did that to Eve and that was the fall of humanity. I am asking all of you, and this is what I'm leaving you with, whatever you are being taught, no matter how much you trust your pastor, no matter how much you trust your Sunday school teacher, no matter how much you trust your mama, no matter how much you trust me, go find it in scripture. And if I ever tell you something that you look up in scripture and you're like, "Mm, I don't really think what you said is right. Message me. Let's have a conversation about it. I'm not perfect, but I will tell you where I get my information from. And let me just tell you, if you question, I grew up being told I was not supposed to question when it came to scripture, but I am telling you just the opposite. Always question, not not question the legitimacy of the scripture, but question what you're being taught. If you can't find it in the Bible, or if it feels like it's wrong teaching, go to the person who taught you and say, where did you find this? If they cannot lead you to scripture, then you need to question that teaching. Because if you go in Genesis 2, 16 and 17, and the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. But let's just look at how wrong teaching begins. If you can't go back in scripture and find it, then you need to question. Because when the serpent asked Eve what God said, she said in verse 2, We may eat from the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. Look at that little, bitty, teeny thing. Just a few words right there that God never said. He didn't say you must not touch it. He said you must not eat from it. So one little thing can turn into some wrong teaching and wrong believing because all it takes is God gave this message. I'm going to add one thing of my own and teach it to you. And then you add one thing of your own to teach it to someone else. And it keeps going and keeps going. And by the time it reaches your neighbor, it's a completely different message. I almost always try to leave with something I'm challenging you to do. And I'm challenging you. Go find it in scripture, whatever you're being taught. That's why taking notes in church is one of the best things I can ever recommend because you can go back and make sure for yourself, is this really what the scripture really says? Use different translations to have some, to kind of parallel it with one another to see what does it really say? Get a study Bible. I love my spirit-filled study Bible. Oh my goodness, I love it. Make sure that you know why you believe what you believe and you can find it in scripture. And be on the lookout for people who are teaching false things. And that is it for today. Until next time. 
Thank you for joining My Beautiful Chaos this week. If you have any suggestions for topics or questions you would like answered on an upcoming episode, email me at mybeautifulchaos at email.com. See you next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.